Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Senate candidate Katie Britt is leading in the polls. Also, Joe Bonner is the next president of the University of South Alabama. And it seems Republicans are not so pro-business anymore. Confuses me too. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter for APR. Welcome, Josh. Welcome, Susan. Hey, guys. Josh, uh, there is a lingering stench over the state house in Alabama, and it has wafted to the halls of power in corporate Alabama. The uh, wafting is probably, this big old stink bomb went off. I have never had, I've never had seen the legislature do more to disrupt commerce in Alabama, to hurt businesses in Alabama, than passing these anti-vaccine mandates, which absolutely do nothing but punish businesses. Break it down for us, Josh. Yeah, it's a uh, that that is correct. I, I mean, it's it's a it, it's a really weird situation when you have uh, the the Republicans who have been so pro business and so willing to bend to to business for so long, um, uh, essentially thumbing their nose at the, those same folks who who are telling them, "Look, please don't do this because we have a federal mandate on one hand, and now you're going to give us an anti mandate on the other hand." And we're going to be caught in the middle uh, of these two things, and we're not going to know which way to go. And and both ways are going to cost us an extraordinary amount of money uh, because that's that's what's going to happen is that they're they're going to be hit with with these fines because inside this bill, inside this anti-mandate bill uh, that was passed, is is a requirement for employers in this state to maintain the employment of someone who is unvaccinated. So that means if you fire somebody because they're coming into your office and you believe that they may infect everybody, uh, you are required to continue to pay them, that, that employee, their full salary and benefits while they go through this elongated process through the Department of Labor, whether you gotta get administrative law judges involved and they have appeals processes, which at the minimum is gonna take months to work out. Uh, so you've gotta continue to pay that employee while you then pay somebody else to do the job or or your other option is to keep them employed and pay the federal fine which i mean it all it's essentially the largest tax on business that you could possibly have and it was passed by the republicans against the wishes of the democrats who said stop it what are you doing to your business people i mean susan in 2010 uh, before 2010, the Republican Party uh, in Alabama was in a minority. Mm -hmm. They teamed with the business community. 
and along with people being dissatisfied with the 2008 elections, uh, they took over the supermajority. Now they are biting the hand that has fed them for a decade. Absolutely, I mean, they, they teamed up with businesses in Alabama and said, you know, let's take over the state house. Let's, of course, they didn't realize they were gonna get supermajority, but they, they, they teamed up with the businesses in Alabama and said, let's turn this into a pro-business state. And now they've turned right around and bitten them in such a way. I mean, this is huge. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing, Josh, that really is, uh, and I'm not surprised, is that we've seen this coming for years. We have mm -hmm. talked about it, we've written about it, and it's because there is the base of the Republican Party now is not pro-business. Mm -hmm. They are anti almost everything. In other words, I, there is a fringe, I call them a fringe, but it's becoming the mainstream of the Republican Party that is opposed to big business. They are opposed to uh, any, any kind of regulations I mean, they just regulated the heck out of businesses. The <laughs> Republicans used to be non-regulation, free trade. Mm -hmm. And this is not the Republican Party that these business leaders had expected. And, and now they've turned on them and they don't know what to do. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, you're right. It is something that everybody, I think, has seen coming. Everybody with, with, with common sense has watched this, this train slowly head towards this uh, you know, th this bridge that has been out for so long now and, and know that there was a catastrophe coming. Uh, and, and honestly, we're probably kind of lucky that it's only this, you know, it's uh, uh, because, I mean, the, the things that they, they're willing to, to dive into to satisfy this base, to keep pushing themselves further and further to the right um, is, you know, it, it's pretty scary a lot of times. I mean, we're burning books at this point. Um, and it, look, it's a it's a problem because it's a one-party state that's all it is and, yeah. and it would be an equal problem if it was on the left all right because we would have to keep pushing farther and farther to the left and we would have people that are stuck in the middle that didn't like that yeah. um and so that's what you have to have though the reason why two-party systems work is because it forces that compromise and keeps things from the fringe uh and it protects uh, people like businesses and I, if we don't get back to that this is going to keep happening well, it seems like they're more worried about the woke mob than they are keeping the belly full. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of my... Well, I mean, my, you know, at this point, you can fire somebody for doctor-prescribed medical marijuana, hmm. but you cannot fire somebody over COVID. You I can't mean, fire them for taking a life-saving vaccine. Exactly. Right? I right. mean, the Democrats, though, stood with the business community, and this, Josh, is happening more and more across the nation as... As, as the Republican Party has turned anti-business and more populist and uh, a party of rancor and populism. Yeah, you know, it's it's become obvious to everybody that the, that the Republicans really have no policy ideas uh, anymore. Uh, you know, look at all the listen. That's not a, that's not rhetoric from Democrats. Look at the policy ideas that have come been put forth and the things that have been passed. The infrastructure bill, just the latest example of that. You know, that those things come from Democrats now. And and listen, the idea that Democrats have been anti-business is is so it's such so nonsensical. I mean, it, of course they've been. They would like to have some regulation so you know you can drink the water and breathe the air, but. But I mean, otherwise, they're very pro-business. I mean, the car industry in this state was started by Democrats, okay? Yeah. Uh, that's how this all, this economic development stuff started with Democrats. And so, yeah, it's, uh, join up, people. We're sane, we're normal, join up. Well, I mean, but those of us like me who, who are from the far middle, 
you know, I just want to see policies that, well, there's a far middle, there's not many upset. Certainly. You know, we're not the vocal far middle. We're, mm -hmm. we're not angry about a whole lot of things except stupidity. Right. We're angry about stupidity. And being anti-business in Alabama will leave us being the, the smallest, poorest country or state in the Northern Hemisphere, Susan. Yeah. I mean, that's just where we are, but we're, we're gonna have to leave it right there. A cry from the far middle. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you too to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is five o'clock somewhere, but fortunately you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. So you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, uh, we learned this week that former Congressman Joe Bonner, uh, the current chief of staff of Governor Kay Ivey, is, has been selected to be the next president of the University of South Alabama. We congratulate uh, Joe Bonner on that, that appointment. But it's also a sad day, I think, for Alabama politics as he has been such a strong chief of staff and such a positive role model for getting political things done in the state. He has, I am so happy for him. I think he's really gonna love this position, but it is a great loss for the governor's office. Um, he, he has been her steadying pole. He has been her policy advisor through a lot of very tough issues. And he's done an excellent job, excellent. Now, of course, not that she can't think on her own, but he has really navigated the waters for the governor's office for you know, a while now, and it's it's shown. It's shown. He's gonna be missed. I mean, uh, you you don't share share the same politics with uh, Mr. Bonner, but mm -hmm. you have to admit that he has been a very stabilizing force in Alabama politics for a long, long time, and even now, I think you'll do a great job down there, though. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Joe Bonner, just talking to a, a lot of uh, the people that deal with the governor's office, that, you know, the lawmakers who deal with him from the Democratic side and the Republican side, uh, I think they appreciated his uh, his professional, you know, uh, approach to, to handling things. And I think everybody, you know, you could deal you could deal with Joe Bonner. Uh, you know, you could go and talk to him and, and it would be a conversation and uh, you could trust what he said and, uh, you know, and, and you could negotiate things with, with, with Joe Bonner. And, and I think that th those things will be missed. He's very smart about the way he handled a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, I know that there is some 
uh, you know, I don't want to say uproar or whatever, but there were some people obviously on, on either side, they pick a candidate in these races down at, down at colleges and stuff. Uh, and so some people were not very happy with his selection, but I'll say this, listen, a lot of times what you need in a position like that is a political guy, uh, you know, yeah. to kind of navigate right. some of the funding issues and some of the right. politics that goes on at the state level. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe Joe Bonner is the, exactly the kind of guy that you need and you can let the academics handle the academics portion of this stuff and you can let the president handle some of the funding issues well there is nothing more pop political than a college campus yeah and a oh, lot no. of people don't realize that that colleges also have state funding mm-hmm. so somebody in that position being able to negotiate with the legislature is very important yeah it is it is very important well his successor has not been named but i think the most likely candidate is Liz Fillmore, who is the deputy chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Susan, she's been with Governor Ivey since uh, she ran for lieutenant governor she in 2010. Has. She's been with her a very long time, a very dedicated uh, you know, uh, person in her staff. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good thing. And one of the things I'm very excited about, if it is her, is this will be the first female chief of staff to a female governor in the state of Alabama. Yeah, well, that, that's, that will be historic if she is the pick. Uh, she has a great reputation among both Republicans and Democrats. So uh, uh, we, if it's her, we wish her well. And whoever else it is, if there's someone else, we will, we will look forward to working with them as well. Uh, Josh, another man from Alabama is charged uh, in the assault on the U.S. Capitol January 6th. Shocking, right, that we would have Alabamians charged. Yeah, no, not, not so much. What was that, seven now? Seven, seven or eight? Yeah, we're, yeah we're basically like seven. That's uh, pride of Alabama, uh, college football and arrest at the U.S. Capitol for an insurrection. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's honestly pretty embarrassing uh, that we have such a large group of people who were so easily misled um, into whatever the hell those people were thinking on that day uh, at the U.S. Capitol when they stormed into there and went in search of lawmakers to, to try to stop the counting of a U.S. election, uh, yep. you know, that's what they did. I mean, that's what their, their goal was when they went in, was to overturn uh, a free and fair election uh, that now hundreds of audits have proven to be uh, absolutely free and fair. Um, and, you know, I hope they get everything that they deserve, these people. Well, he, he assaulted, according to the federal government, uh, he, he's assaulted uh, a police officer with a flagpole, Susan. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's its not only embarrassing, it's disheartening that this political violence has become almost expected today. It's crazy. I mean, I never would have dreamt this as, as, as growing up, that, you know, very patriotic, whatever, that our country would come to this level of violence. Which, I mean, he also damaged the building yeah, as he's well. Yeah, accused of doing I mean, that, yeah. it, 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 these are institutions that we, the taxpayers, have paid for mm-hmm. and, 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 and are, you know, very fond of for these people to just actually go up there and just try to tear everything apart. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's really gotten to the ridiculous. Well, I know that there's some Republicans who do not believe any of this, but the facts are facts whether you believe them or not. Uh, I want to go to one other thing here. It just struck me. You know, this is another thing we're seeing here is that there are so-called Republicans out there who are so dissatisfied with the Alabama state legislature that they're calling them rhinos 
and 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 uh, we don't mean which means Republican name only, and accusing him of, of doing all kinds of craziness. Josh, I mean, we're seeing an uprising against incumbents. Yeah, They're yeah. I mean, it's a uh, yeah. It's uh, I mean, you. <laughs> I think it was just uh, on, on Thursday. I reported that uh, Tim Wadsworth in uh, in Winston County is going to have a, a challenger somehow to the right of him. <laughs> I just. I mean, how do you uh, get right of Tim Wadsworth? I don't understand. He was, you know, he was a, the anti-establishment Republican just a couple of years ago, uh, and somehow now he's not anti-establishment enough. I don't really understand. Uh, you know what's going on anymore, man. I it just it's what I'm saying though. It's it's more evidence of what we were talking about in the first segment. Is you, you've got to continue to push to the right because there's nothing to the left uh, of this. And so until you until you <coughs> establish a viable second option in here that that sets on the other end of this, you can't get back towards the middle. You got to keep going right. And I, I honestly I don't know what you do. Uh, I mean, abolish the whole government. I don't know what you. you know, I don't know what you well, do. We got a press release from a Republican candidate who said that he was running for office because they weren't pushing back against socialists like the Florida governor, DeSantis. What do you mean? We don't even have socialists in Alabama, do we? No more roads. I mean, I don't understand what you're doing. It makes no sense. Just like all the bills they do coming out of the legislature, it makes no sense. The the think it through is busted, folks. I mean, it's just, you know, Pitchfork Brigade is out and well. All right, we're going to leave it right there. You're watching The Beat. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Whether I am in Margaritaville enjoying a cheeseburger in paradise or cruising around on the Gulf of Mexico, I always make sure to vote. I am Jimmy Buffett, and I want to encourage you, too, to become a registered voter and to obtain a photo ID so you can have your voice heard and your vote count just like me. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but fortunately, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to get to the polls and exercise your right to vote. Keep making a difference for Alabama. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, this past week, two uh, internal polls, one out of a super PAC that's uh, backing Katie Britt and one out of the campaign, has shown that Katie Britt in the U.S. Senate race has moved ahead of Mo Brooks and the rest of the field. You can question these uh, because they're the internals from the, the campaign. But when you look at them, they start to make sense. They do. They do. She's gone from originally running in the teens after just a few months to now running in the 30. Right. Yeah. And she's up by 31 to 30, I think, over Mo Brooks. The interesting thing that I found, though, was she's 59% in the favorable category. Right. That's huge. Yeah, it is. That's very huge. I'm very encouraged. I mean, she hasn't spent a dime in advertising or promoting or anything else like that yet. So it's going to be really interesting to see once she really gets this train going, how much how much speed it's going to pick up. Uh, Josh, and, and you know, again, these are not your candidates, but I when I look at uh, races, mm-hmm. I look at favorability. That is one of the key factors. If people like you, they're more likely to vote for you. I mean, she's at almost 60% favorable. Mo Brooks is way 
on the other end of that uh, because he's just not a personable guy. I mean, Katie Britt is, is personable. Mm -hmm. She's committed. She's passionate. I mean, Joe is an old man, basically. I mean, not Joe. What's Mo. Mo is an old man. She's a young woman. I mean, it's yeah. kind of, you know, one of those deals. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. he's grumpy old man. He and she's it. very energetic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that makes a I mean, she's, Yeah, so I think that that, that plays a, a role in it. I mean, uh, and you, you talk to uh, to Katie, you watch her her, uh, her interact with people. She's a very personable uh, person, and I think people, you know, kind of gravitate towards her and, and like her. Uh, obviously, I'm not voting for Katie Britt, uh, which is quite the endorsement for Katie Britt, I would say, in this state. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, and, and Mo's screaming at people to get off his lawn. Um, uh, you know, look, there, there are people that like Mo Brooks, uh, and and that's, oh, that's fine. Uh, but you know, and, but I, I think you're right in terms of overall favorability throughout the state. I think she's gonna she's gonna trounce him in that. Uh, you know, the polls to me were fine. You look at the methodology of a lot of them. They, you know, it, it, everything kind of shows the same thing. Uh, you know, which is she was she's gonna trend up and, and catch him and pass him uh, if she hasn't already done so. And um, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Uh, you no, know, he was his, so. this his campaign early on; those numbers were built on the name recognition from the January sixth stuff. And uh, you know, and to, when people found out about her and found the other option, you know, she'd be she's going to rise up. Well, I'm yeah. like I'm like a lot of politicians, as we all know, who who look at you and 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 pretend to be listening to you. Katie actually listens to what people are saying yeah. and is interested in it. And, and in all fairness, we are not related are not to related. the Brits uh, in any way that we know of. But we are fond of Katie. Yes, we are. We do know her. She's uh, she and her family are quite. Uh, they're they're just lovely people. So just want to make that clear. I think one of the interesting things is. Durant, who has been around just for a minute, he was polling about 17 points. I was surprised by that. Yeah. I really mm -hmm. was surprised because he's not been out there very much. But Josh, he's got incredible name ID if you know anything about the Black Hawk Down story. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. His his backstory and history there really, you know, really help him out a lot. Um, and, and I think he is that story alone, no matter what you know about him, as soon as you hear that story, it becomes something people want to want to like. And he becomes right. a candidate then that people want to right. like and, um, and and kind of get behind. And so, yeah, I, it's not surprising to me that, that he jumped up the, that, that quickly in there. Um, I mean, the other folks uh, that are that are still left in that race have got to be, you know, wondering exactly what they're doing uh, at this point. Yeah. And, and and so, you know, because they're, they're still polling. I'm talking about Linda Blanchard and Jessica Taylor. Uh, you know they're they're still polling way down in the in the single digits. Yeah. And, well, uh, you know. Blanchard wasn't even on that poll. She was on one and not the not other. Not the other. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what I, I think. Linda Blanchard. I, I don't know what she's going to do. I mean, she's a she's a very nice person. Uh, I just don't know what her lane is. I don't know what Jessica Taylor's lane is either. But yeah. we'll, we'll we'll certainly see. We're certainly going to follow it. Yeah. I, I want to get to this, and, and and it's in the category of more nonsense, really, and. And I, I like talking about this other political stuff, but there's not a whole lot of it, and there's a, a whole lot of nonsense. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Josh, this last week, a lawsuit was filed by the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty, which is just a junior offshoot of Roy Moore's uh, legal fund, the foundation that he mm -hmm. started. It is also tied to the Alabama Policy Institute, it's which is a so-called think tank in Alabama, and there's a lot of people that support it, but their think tank is really just taking heritage 
the Heritage Foundation message and cutting and pasting. Yes. It's not mm -hmm. Alabama solutions for Alabama problems. No. Uh, but the the uh, Arc, Fab Arc, uh, Alabama company, uh, is now filing a lawsuit against the mandates claiming that the the vaccines were made with aborted stem cells. Right, because apparently they don't have Google over there. Um, you know, I, I, it just honestly, it, it takes 30 seconds to, to Google this up and figure out what, I mean, there's been a thousand fact checks of this. You know, I mean, and, and there are doctors who talk about what this is uh, and what where this claim comes from and how uh, the, the aborted stem cells were from the 60s and the 70s. Uh, and they were not used in the actual vaccines. They were used in the testing of the vaccines to make sure right. that they were safe. Uh, and, and this is the reason why they are, in fact, safe and effective. Uh, but there are none in the vaccines themselves. So this is not a thing. All right. This is not something that you can sue. And this whole lawsuit could have been uh, avoided, it seems, if you had just Googled uh, something. Uh, if anybody yeah, and, and, at the law had, firm or at the construction company. And I had somebody the other day still after all this time go, I'm not putting that chip in my body. Jesus. <laughs> no, know, chips. no chips. No chips. How many more absurd things can they come up with? Well, well I, just, I, mean, uh, I like the vaccine because I can now stick my car keys to myself and I don't lose them. <laughs> so, you know. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but to me, this is all about raising money. I mean, you know, these groups, API, uh, I mean, you can look at the Southern Poverty Law Center and ACLU. They have to raise money. They're donor funded. Yeah. So this allows this Center for Law and Liberty and Truth and Justice and the American Way and God, Mom, Apple Pie, Flag on the Fourth of July, <coughs> Turkey and Every Pot group raise mm -hmm. money. Right, Josh? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all, it's, it's all, the answers to all of your questions is money. All right. That's what yes. it, I mean, it's, you know, it's a wise man it's a, it, that said it, the answer is to everything is money. And if you're yeah. confused by something and you don't know why they're doing it, it's money. It's yeah. always follow the money. All right. Well, that's pretty much what we live by. If you can find out who's giving it and who's getting it, you know the answers. Mm -hmm. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.